0: Watch
1: WPIAL games. Read about the teams and athletes.
0: Relive the big moments. Every season, the Triplive High School Sports Network is your home for high school sports. No sign no fees, just sports. While a lot has changed, some things remain the same. HSSN's commitment to high school sports falls in that category. We welcome you as we prepare for playoffs on the pitch, the WPIL soccer playoff pairing show here on the Trib Live high school sports network. We will, uh, run down all the brackets. Uh, once they are released by the WPIAL, Boys and Girls Soccer, it's kind of a a, a nice situation. Um, no buys, no pigtail games, no preliminary round contests, uh, an even field, 56 boys teams, 56 girls teams, um, part of the fun of uh, the committee putting together tip of the cap to the committee, even before we get the brackets. The one and only Hall of Famer Joe Mays of Peter's Township once again steering that WPIL soccer committee. We'll see their handiwork coming out in a matter of moments. Um, Let's bring in Bob Workwis, who is kind enough to join us to add his expertise uh, to the show before we unveil the brackets. Eight WPIL champions crowned a year ago. Seven of them have made it back to try to defend their uh, WPIL crowns. The lone exception is on the boys' side in 4A. Pine Richland finished fifth in Section 1, so they will not be able to repeat. So we'll have a new champion in boys' 4A. But uh, the, the one thing I noticed, Robert, and we welcome you and thank you for joining us, um, is that uh, you know a lot of these strong soccer programs are having a lot of success There are three boys and four girls programs that have won multiple district titles in this decade alone. And we've only had three championships thus far in the uh, 20s. Um, Seneca Valley, boys, Deer Lakes, boys, Winchester, Thurston boys. The Bears have won two in a row. The Lancers and Raiders. The Lancers have won two or three. The Raiders won two in a row. They won a state championship last year, Pine Richland winning the district crown. And in the girls, North Allegheny has won two of three. Um, Mars has won two in a row before they were unseated by Moon, which won two in a row, one in 4A, one in 3A. Avonworth uh, repeating in 2A. So uh, a lot of these programs continue, these very really good programs continue to flex their muscles.
1: Yeah, no question about that. By the way following your lead and adding the the X handle, formerly Twitter, below my uh, name there. But, yeah, I, I think that speaks to strength of the programs because a lot of the same teams, uh, not only championships repeating, but a lot of the same teams continuing playoff streaks as well. So, um, you know, it's one thing. Uh, sometimes we see teams and uh, certain programs have that one class that gets them, uh, close or to a championship, and then they fall back down. A lot of these teams repeat, reload, I guess you could say. Um, you know, uh, case and boy of North Allegheny, three out of four, Seneca Valley boys, even though they were upset by Pine Richland, they still want a state championship. So, those two teams, Mars and Moon, uh, at the top of the list in 3A again, I'm sure. Once we get to the, to the girls' brackets, so those teams are there. Avonworth, North Catholic they battle each other consistently in girls 2A so credit to those programs to you you know you build it up in the feeder programs as we talk about don uh feed the top programs in the in the in, at the high school level and then you and I get together and we talk about these teams so it's good good on them
0: coaching's a big part of building it up and then staying up you know it's one thing to have this great run of a bunch of um, of athletes who come through and then once they go, you know, hard times are soon to follow, but to build it up and then keep it up um, a lot of that falls on coaching. And a lot of it also has to do with success. And this is why building a program, especially a taking over a struggling program is so difficult because, you know, it's the old chicken and the egg. You need the athletes, you need, you know, the, the, the good players, the athletes to, to, to come out and be part of your program, it's tough to do when things aren't going well.
1: Yeah, and we preach that sometimes when we get together and talk. And uh, uh, you see programs that, uh, and I want to say specifically, we're talking about football. In football, you don't see a lot of patience, right? right? And you've got, you know, we've got four coaches in five years. And that's, I understand, yeah. part of that but that's not the way to build a program. In this case, we've got some long-time tenured coaches, some long-time successful coaches, well-honored, uh, and that kind of you know leads to that stability, number one. Number two, then they can get their fingerprints on down the line, so then once the, uh, the younger players come up, then they're used to what is needed at this level. So I think that consistency and stability, that's a great point. It comes comes from coaching, and, you know, we see a lot of uh, great coaches in many sports and the the soccer field, the soccer pitch, no exception in both men, men and boys and girls in this case.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that adds to it, too, we always talk about with various coaches of, of the very good programs, you know, they're going to have their fair share of blowout victories, right? It's getting those freshmen, getting those sophomores who really are in a backup role, a reserve role, um, getting them some opportunity um, uh, to play some, some sometimes big varsity minutes also lays the groundwork of continued success. Yeah,
1: nothing like uh, getting game scenario action. Uh, you can practice as much as you want, but once you get them in a game, they're used to it. So uh, even though... We look at teams and we can say, oh, only three starters came back. But you may have seven more reserves who played yeah. serious yeah. minutes the season before. So that certainly adds into the mix as well. Then they're used to it because uh, we talk about it. My lighting might not be that bright. A little mood lighting going on. You know, It's the calm before the storm lighting once we start the playoffs. Uh, but the lights get brighter once you come into the playoffs. And once you get to Highmark Stadium, uh, no question that the lights are brighter and the pressure is ratcheted up. So. If you can get game experience, maybe just maybe you're a little more comfortable when it comes to semifinals or finals action.
0: And talking about strong programs, it's 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 not easy to repeat. It's rare to threepeat, and we got three teams um, that are preparing to do just that. Uh, and boys, Winchester Thurston going for their third straight uh, Class A championship girls side of things, the Antelopes, Avonworth going for their third straight 2A title, and then, as I mentioned before, Moon, that unique swing of 4A champions uh, in 2021, 3A champions um, in 2022, and ready to try to win another 3A crown here in 2023.
1: This is Bob not going out on a limb once we receive the brackets, and they become public. I'm pretty sure we're going to see Mars and Moon 1 and 2 in girls 3A. And Moon interrupted the Mars run of consecutive championships. And so uh, they moved down, and they're both very stingy and very good again this year, as we'll break down. But good on Winchester Thurston. You know They've had some success in other sports girls. Basketball comes to mind, but uh, uh, Adam Brownold has that team. Uh, up and ready to go again. They got to uh, a state championship as well. So um, they're the chance. They're the outlier, I guess you could say, uh, on the boys' side, trying to go for three in a row. So uh, they've had another good season as well. So uh, once we get the brackets and once we talk about them, we'll certainly be talking about them. So I like that. I I like just echoing back on the um, the conversation we had a a second ago, Don. I like the fact that we see a lot of teams that are consistent but it's also good to see the newbies pop up. And, you know, you get a story where, hey, this team hasn't had success. And now this is a team to look out for. So I enjoy that aspect as well. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about a few newbies uh, here in a bit as well.
0: Well, One of the more intriguing races um, was, I thought, in boys um, section one a. Um, It turns out the order of finish is Seneca Valley 1, North Allegheny 2, Butler 3, Fox Chapel 4. And again, defending champion Pine Richland uh, misses the the boat, finishes fifth. Seneca Valley and North Allegheny both ended up with just, I think, shows you how close these four teams were. They both ended up with three ties. They tied each other. They also tied Butler. They also tied Fox Chapel in section games. The difference, Seneca Valley wins the second matchup against North Allegheny to to win the section, but that race was tight all throughout, and it wouldn't be surprising. Yes, Seneca Valley is going to be one of the favorites. Yes, NA is going to be one of the favorites, but don't sleep on Butler and Fox Chapel. They've proven they can play with the big boys.
1: No question. I had a chance to view that race uh, in person. Actually, I had the call of the uh, matchup last Thursday. Seneca Valley, a quick Two minute burst to start the second half, and they defeated North Allegheny two to nothing to uh clinch the second champion section championship. So, here was the thinking a part of the conversation when I was on a call. Of that so, these two teams went at it, they had a tie earlier. Seneca Valley got uh, a uh, uh, Nathan uh, Tyler Prex penalty kick to tie North Allegheny at North Allegheny for one of the ties the two teams had. So, <coughs> the thinking being okay, maybe these are your two top teams. So even though they may be the two best teams, don't be surprised if North Allegheny then gets a three seed because then that puts them on the opposite side of the bracket. So that was part of the conversation we had during that broadcast. So uh, just throw that out there again if that's the way it plays out because then if you think they're the two best teams, the ultimate goal is obviously to get the two best teams playing in the championships at Highmark Stadium. So that would – even though you think N.A. and Seneca are 1-2 – North Allegheny gets the three. That puts them opposite of the top seed. I'm guessing and assuming that Seneca Valley is the top seed. Upper St. Clair might have something to say about that as well. But if you have the two top teams, you want them to put them on the opposite sides of the bracket.
0: Right. Uh, And really two, three doesn't really matter much, especially now that, you know, we'll be, by by the time they would meet in a semifinal match, we're talking about neutral sites. Flip side, one of the best races on the girls' side, it was a three-team race. Section four of class three uh only one game. You want to break it down, could you could say a half game, but one game in the loss column separated the top three teams. Moon uh won the section with a nine, one-and-two record, and then both Montour and Fayette right on their heels, nine, two, and one, just watching that race throughout the season. Uh it was fun to watch. Big gap between them and West Allegheny, who finished fourth, but nonetheless those three were uh it was a a great race to watch
1: a rare loss for moon over the last several years and bill pfeiffer but um you you know that puts you in you're in playoff mode right because you're playing these tight matches uh no better illustration than that flipping the to the other side real quick with short valley this isn't the ncaa tournament so we're not these are the last four right short valley was literally the last team to make it because they needed a win, and they got one last night. Uh, but that gets you ready because you know there's no there's no you can rest some starters. I had a conversation earlier with uh, Manuel Montero um, from North Allegheny, who likened it to the NFL. So last year North Allegheny had six matches done that came down to one goal, so they didn't make the playoffs. This year they qualified early, so they had that checkmark. And he said you got to weigh that out. You got to weigh health. Versus staying sharp. So those three teams, the Tigers, the Spartans, and the Lions have been going back and forth. So they're sharp already. Hopefully their health is where it needs to be, but they're already in that playoff mode. We see that with some teams, you know, having to gain a wild card spot. So they're in playoff mode already. So those three teams are in playoff mode. All three obviously chasing the Tigers, the defending state champions, uh, but, you know, good stuff. So the interesting thing then when we get to girls, Three A is where do you see those three? Because they're obviously three of the better teams. You can throw uh, T J and Mars and Plum into that mix. So you got six pretty good teams right there off the bat that we're going to talk about when we get the girls. Three A.
0: As far as you know, the, the the one thing in talking to any doesn't matter the sport, but any committee member, the one thing that uh, muddies the water is uh, co champions. When you have teams that uh, tie. For the uh, section championship, only one of those on the uh, on the girls side, uh, and that it was in two A, uh, section one. Both uh, great rivalry uh, between the schools to begin with, but Abenworth and North Catholic uh, both finish uh, eleven and one. They yeah. Is, is anyone
1: surprised? Is anyone surprised at that? With those no. two teams, they're just so good over the years. They've got a great rivalry. They have to play each other in the regular season. And you know you're. It's very close the margin between those teams. They've met in the championship uh, last year. Uh, it wasn't North Catholic opposite of Avonworth, but uh, North Catholic is a team too that had success at 3A before moving down to 2A. So I don't think anyone is surprised that though, those two won at it in 1A Section 2. Don I don't think anyone is surprised that um, you know depending on where we seed out again that uh, those two teams might be the top two seeds or in this case, a team sliding to a three and uh, having those two teams meet uh, in the end. But Mount Pleasant is a team that has a good, legitimate case to put their name in the hat for the top seed in that 2A girls tournament.
0: Boys side, there were three sections that ended up with section champions. Avonworth was involved in another one. Section 4, 2A, Avonworth and Quaker Valley split. Two, and this is what will make the what I think the class the boys Class A uh, bracket uh intriguing is they had two sections that ended up with uh, section champions. uh section three, Springdale and Burrow both ended up with ten and two records. Section four, Seaton LaSalle and Sarah Catholic, uh, both were nine and one. And they both split against each other
1: so all good programs and you said it so when these committees get together and try to see this you need to do the best you can so strength of schedule obviously plays into it uh sometimes your 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 non-section games are better if we were at higher levels we we're talking about the rpi right your 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 interest you know how how strong is your schedule. So that case, it makes the job a little bit more difficult for the committees. But also in that case, Don, it makes for unhappy programs, unhappy coaches who think uh, they may get jilted a little bit when it comes to the seedings, and we've seen that over the years. But that makes it harder to separate. But it also makes for better playoff action, which is always a good thing when you can get get that going to the championships.
0: When you have that, Bobby – the especially multiple in, in one classification, you're talking about if you don't reward one of the runners-up, um, you're talking there's six conference or section champions, so somebody who won their section championship, or at least tied for their section championship... Is going to get a six seed, and there—that's not exactly a fun place to be. At,
1: at least, and when we talk about this a little bit more, when we do football, where you know a team will come in, well, they're eleven seed in a number only because if you can't have certain matchups, you also want to get better matchups or maybe a better chance. So, but yeah, you're right. If you're looking at top two teams, you know, times three equals six, right? So you're thinking, well, it should be easy to see these one through six, not always that easy. Mm -mm. So, um, that's when a case, you know, how can we be a number nine? We're, we're second place and we're tied for a section, uh, you know, or 10 or 11 that's part of the case too, but you need to think that clearly because you want to separate, uh, certain teams and geographical and section foes as well. So that plays into the mix. So we'll see here shortly if. uh, how that plays out because that's interesting that's always an interesting dynamic to me which is why uh maybe one of the smarter things i've done in my career is we used to try to predict these things i stopped more than several Sorry. years ago because it just sometimes it's mind-boggling and i don't need the aggravation so yeah. i just wait and anticipate like everyone else
0: chris uh, harlan and i do that for football we do it for basketball and more times, not. and then then you get all the people that afterwards say, "Man, you you guys don't know what the heck you're talking about." Well, I mean, <laughs> there are so many ways you could build these brackets. Uh, in a lot of these, times. now some are pretty much straightforward, but others, you move one team, you shift one team, one or two spots, and it just throws everything askew. Uh, and, uh, and uh, one and one
1: thing to put out uh, there for these programs and these teams like that, Dawn. And everyone wants to jump on, hey, we're getting disrespected, but you're not really disrespecting a team. You're just respecting another team, right, and their performance. So uh, I understand some of the beefs sometimes, but, you know, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job to see these, uh, you know, as best you can. So uh, I keep that in mind as well. No,
0: and and here's the thing that I think is important too. Um, You mentioned just a moment ago, Hey, look, we're the boys in the band, by the way.
1: We, yeah, we, and there was even no memo.
0: No, no, no memo. Um, is that these aren't rankings. Uh, I think the, and really, especially for the folks in the back, the teams that fall in the back half, the nines through 16, so to speak, it's not a ranking. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're number 11, it's not the committee's not saying you're the 11th best team per se. Be, again, the committee does its best to avoid head-to-head matchups by two teams in the same section um, in the first round. Some of them, I, I've heard stories about. Some try to do it like we don't want these teams in the four or five spot because they're from which I think silly, but I understand doing it at least in the first round. So you really you're, you're hammering out your top four. That's how they begin. Then you get, you know, five through eight. And that completes really the, 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 the home games, at least for the first round. And then you start plugging them in and you some those are the ones usually you have to scramble. I think the, they, they go into big debates, these committees for the top four and then the top eight, but once they're in, then you're, you know, you're sort of like, okay, what's the best fit? You're not really necessarily ranking them.
1: That's just the kind of echoing the point I was making right there. Right. Because then, if you move a team uh, to a lower seed, not a ranking, a lower seed, different than when we at the Trib put out a top five, right? It's different. We're saying, hey, in our opinion, these are the top five best teams in this case, because you're avoiding a, a, a section rematch or something like that, you may seed it differently. So uh, I think you do, I think most definitely you start, Hey, these are our top four teams and sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's easy to figure out some of the last teams who qualify that, you know, well, sure. They're going to be a 16 seed or 12 seed or eight seed in some of the tournaments uh, that we get. So sometimes it's easier said, to do that and make those kind of brackets. In this case, then once you get through, okay, these are our top eight, so they're going to get home matches. Uh, we need to find the better opponents. I think eight, nine, we normally get two teams that are closest in that case. It's in the lot moving, you know, 7-10, 5-12 as well have kind of gotten better matchups. 6-11 you can throw into there as well. So that's just some of the thinking and the thought process that goes Into it, I know a lot of people just get a bracket and, you know, you're fans, of course, right? And you're going to say, we're 12. I'm going to be 12. That's a reaction. That's a fan reaction. We're fans as well of certain teams and certain sports, right? So we have that, uh, uh, you know, especially when it comes uh, to the professional level. But it's, you know, it's just not always simple as putting that together. So just throw that out there again things before we start breaking down who plays who and you know there there are reasons committee reasons why they end up that way
0: all right still waiting for the brackets uh the girls side of things uh these schools will be getting a little package in the mail unless they have to go get it uh, at the wpi all the new offices in uh scott township uh but these teams are section champions on the girls' side. Section 1, 4A, North Allegheny. Uh, Section 2, 4A, Upper St. Clair. Um, Section 1, 3A, Mars. Section 2, 3A, Thomas Jefferson. Section 3, 3A, Plum. Section 4, 3A, Moon. Uh, In Class 2A, Section 1, Avonworth North Catholic Co-Champs. Freeport in Section 2. Mount Pleasant, Section 3. Bobby talked about them earlier. South Park traditional power in section four class a riverview in section one uh chartleroy in section two that raiders championship by the way i think i read their first section championship might be wrong
1: you are no you're correct
0: okay uh, yeah you would know um cougars uh of Charleroi, section two champs uh freedom in section three and winchester thurston uh girls as well having a strong season
1: By the way, Don, not to give anything away, but here's a great factoid, right? It's factoid time.
0: It is factoid. You're
1: always good. Playoffs, more factoids. It's 27 straight section titles for South Park. (laughs) You talk about consistency in a program. That certainly bears that out.
0: That's right. The Sammy Khalifa of. uh... Of, of soccer section champions. Think about that for a while, Robert. All right. He was uh, boy voice Section champs, uh, kudos to Seneca Valley in section one. Upper St. Clair uh, in section two. Um, in class 3A section one champs, the Hampton Talbots. Moon in section two. Bethel Park wins section three. Plum, uh, your champion in section four. Class 2A, South Park um, wins. You get a lot of these schools that have really had strong seasons in both boys and girls soccer. Eagles, one of them. Deer Lakes, Section 2 champs. Belvernon wins section three. Avonworth and Quaker Rally, co-champs in section four. Class A, Sewickley Academy in section one. Charleroi wins section two. Springdale Borough co-champs in section three. Seaton Sarah co-champs in section four.
1: That's the uh, quagmire, if you will, that we talked about earlier yep. with the co-champions. But also, you bring up a great point. Kudos to the schools uh, who on both sides, both girls and boys, are consistent. And there are a lot of them. And, you know, as we go down and talk about more uh, as we delve into the matches uh, that will come in the playoffs, you, you'll see that. But, uh, you know, you look at some schools and you're like, that's a football. That's a football school, Right. Uh, we see schools that you can certainly look at and say, you know, that's a baseball school. You have soccer schools. You have some schools who are good in all sports, but uh, kudos to those who have programs uh, who can do well. Uh, and then I think the WPL looks at that because then once we figure out the championship days, they make the AD's job easier by scheduling them back to back. Of course that makes for better fans. It makes it easier for fans to get there. But sometimes that's a logistical nightmare as well for the athletic directors because a little bit of work to do. On Tuesday and Wednesday, we got back-to-back games or things like that. So uh, so that's also the backside of what we're talking about because uh, you know teams, Seneca Valley and North Allegheny, jump right off the top of the chart or the top of my notes as well because 4A at the top of that, you know, as teams, who have both teams in the program. Actually, if I flip this over, we match. N.A., Seneca Valley, Butler, Fox Chapel, Upper St. Clair, Peters, Cannon Mac, and Norwin and Mount Lebanon are the outliers and girls and boys. Mm. Almost had it straight eight schools in 4A matching uh, that way. So the outliers were the Norwin boys And the Mount Lebanon girls, as far as four A goes,
0: again fifty six teams and both boys and girls, so it's a perfect. Bob likes that, by the way.
1: Those who know me, Bob. Those who know me and those who work and sit next to me, you as sometimes, know I like that symmetry. Mm -hmm. So we like fifty six. You know, we were used. We've been doing this so long. We liked it when we had hey, four 16-team brackets, right? 64, yeah. It was easy. It was easy to go through that. So I like 56 and 56 on both sides. So uh, that's just the the quirkiness of Bobby O, right?
0: It it breaks down to a full 16-team bracket in Class A, Class 2A, and Class 3A, and an 18-team bracket in Class 4A. So they won't even have first-round games. They go right into the uh quarterfinals. Uh I said no buys. I guess technically eight teams will have buys in 4A um, into the uh the quarterfinals round. I believe if it's the same, they will the higher seed, the top four seeds will host uh first round playoff or quarterfinal playoff games in 4A and then neutral site for the semifinals. Whereas I believe it goes neutral site for the quarterfinals and semifinals and the other three classifications, and all roads lead to Station Square, Highmark Stadium for once again, which has been a great home for the district championships for years. Uh, once again, that first Saturday in November, I want to say the fourth.
1: Correct. I mean, it, it goes. It starts the Thursday.
0: Yeah. Friday. So two, three, and ends up right.
1: Saturday. So two, three, and four. uh, Word I had to is that would not change it should be home matches for 4a which is starting in the quarterfinals as you said and the word also had maybe monday or tuesday for 4a to start you get the other because they have just the eight teams that they sit back while the other tournaments get underway so we shall see shortly
0: yep we hope (laughs) we hope we shall see uh shortly once the uh, the WPIO brackets uh, come out. Um, we have loved participating on the broadcast side of these playoffs, these playoffs and all the playoffs uh, for the last two decades. Um, that's not going to be the case this year. We uh, Trib HSSN no longer has the uh, video or audio streaming rights. Um, NFHS has the uh, video streaming uh, exclusive rights. Um, we wish them well. And I guess the word is that, uh, our good friends at, uh, Westmoreland sports network, uh, will be handling the championships. Um, Dan Flickinger, Sean Myers, that crew, we wish them well as, w- as well. We, I mean, we've, we've got a passion. I like to think we've done a nice job over the years. Um, but the change has been made. Um, and uh, we, everybody moves on, and uh, I just wish that uh, all involved uh, do a great job and do justice for these uh, outstanding athletes who deserve uh, to shine in the spotlight over the next couple weeks.
1: Even though we or I specifically might not be involved as much, I got eyes on it. Still got eyes on it. Still watching. We'll be
0: watching yeah. <laughs> we'll be watching and following – and uh, hoping for, now that we're not involved, lots of shootouts. Plus, lots
1: keeping of... up. This is true. It's 11.45 on a Tuesday night, right? Also, uh, Trib HSSN. right? It'll, it'll keep you up the date as to the who's, the when's, the why's, the victories, the losses, the next rounds, the written word, and the coverage of the articles of the our great uh, writers, will be out there as well, so you can keep up That's the date right. that way with all things WPIL soccer playoffs.
0: The great Bill Hartlip will have his uh, crew out and about uh, with the extensive coverage, again, over the uh, over the next few weeks. All right, let's take a uh, break, and we're just awaiting the uh, brackets so we can run them down for you. It's the WPIL soccer playoff pairing show here on the Triple Hive High School Sports Network. like a dream vacation, or a new addition, or both. Let's make it easy by putting a great rate on a home equity line of credit. Let's get started online or at your local First National Bank branch. My name is Bobby McVeigh. I'm a registered dietetic technician and a Highmark Health employee. After my daughter started classes at Seton Hill, I was inspired to enroll for myself. The flexibility of the online bachelor's degree program gave me the final nudge to take this step. Seton Hill is dedicated to making a difference in people's lives and it's already
1: made a difference
0: in mine. Learn more about online degrees and certificates at setonhill.edu slash online. The Trip Live High School Sports Network. No sign-ups. No fees. Just sports. Specifically high school sports, it's the WPL Soccer Playoff Pairing Show on the Trip Live High School Sports Network. Don Rebel and... Oh, I got it right this time. Bob Orquist. Yes, Brackets are out. Let's run them down. We'll start with girls, class 4A. Number one seed is the North Allegheny Tigers. They will host the number eight seed, the Mount Lebanon Blue Devils, on uh, Thursday. Time to be determined, Thursday, October 26th, uh, at North Allegheny's, hello, Newman Stadium. Uh, Staying on that side of the bracket, the number four seed, the Seneca Valley Raiders. They will host the number five seed, Big Macs of Cannon McMillan. On Thursday, again, time to be determined, Thursday the 26th, not tomorrow, uh, at the uh, Seneca Valley High School next to your stadium. All right, bottom of the bracket, number two seed is the Upper St. Clair Panthers. Uh, on Thursday the 26th, time to be determined, they will host the number seven seed Butler Golden Tornado. And in um, the final matchup in the 4A quarterfinals, uh, the number three seed is the Peters Township Indians. Uh, They will host the number six seed, Fox Chapel Foxes. These games, again, are Thursday, the 26th of October. Time to be determined uh, on those. That's 4A. Let's go to girls, Class 3A bracket. Um, Full 16 teams. The number one seed, the Fighting Planets of Mars High School on Monday, October 23rd. They will host the number 16 seed Laurel Highlands Mustangs. The number eight seed, the Hampton Talbots, will be home Monday the 23rd at 7 p.m. That Laurel Highlands Mars match also is a 7 p.m. start. Um, Elizabeth Forward at Hampton. Elizabeth Forward, the ninth seed. Hampton, the eighth seed. Monday uh, the 23rd at 7 p.m. Fourth seed, the Thomas Jefferson Jaguars. They will be home to the 13th seed, Oakland Catholic Eagles, on Monday, the 23rd at 7 p.m. The number five seed, to close out the top half of the bracket, or the left side of the bracket, if you will, the South Fayette Lions. Uh, They will be home on Monday, the 25th, to the number 12 seed, the Penn Trafford Warriors Battle of the Gangrene uh, on Monday, 7 o'clock, at South Fayette. Bottom of the bracket, the number two seed, the Plum Mustangs. Plum will be hosting the Kiski Area Cavaliers, the number 15 seed, on Monday at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, nice gate game there with the Cavaliers and the Mustangs. Number seven seed, the Montour Spartans. Uh, on Monday the 23rd, they will host the Franklin Regional Panthers, Uh, That game uh, at 7 p.m., that match at 7 p.m. at Montour High School. Number three seed defending champions, Moon Tigers. They will be hosting the Connellsville Falcons, the number 14 seed in this 3A tournament on Monday at 7 p.m. And the Latrobe Wildcats are the number six seed round one Monday, 7 p.m. They will be hosting the number 11 seed West Allegheny Indians uh, again, those are all Monday. Uh, the quarterfinals in 3A girls are all set for Thursday, October 26th. Girls, class 2A brackets. The number one seed is the Avonworth Antelopes. Uh, they will be hosting on Tuesday, October 24th at 8 p.m. the 16th seed Yacht Cougars. Yacht at Avonworth, 8 p.m. On Tuesday the 24th. 8 seed, the Southmoreland Scotties. They will be hosting the Quaker Valley Quakers, the number nine seed at Southmoreland. That also an 8 p.m. start on Tuesday, the 24th. The number four seed, the Freeport Yellow Jackets. They will host on Tuesday, the 24th at 8 p.m. the Beaver Bobcats. Beaver, the number 13 seed in the 2A tournament. Uh, number five seed is the South Park Eagles in round one. Uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m., they will host the number 12 seed, Knock Knights. Uh, the number two seed, as we move to the bottom half of the bracket, right side, if you will, the North Catholic Trojans, co-champs, as I mentioned, with Avonworth, so they get the top two seeds, North Catholic will take on the Woodland Hills Wolverines, the number 15 seed. That matchup Tuesday, 8 o'clock, and that will be played at Freedom High School uh, between the Wolverines and the Trojans. Seventh seed is the Shadyside Academy Bulldogs. They will host the Deer Lake Lancers, the number 10 seed on Tuesday. That's a 6 p.m. start at Shadyside Academy. Number three seed, the Mount Pleasant Vikings. Uh, They will host the 14th seed West Mifflin Titans on Tuesday, a 7 o'clock start at Mount Pleasant High School. Sixth seed, the Borough Buccaneers will host the 11th seed Keystone Oaks Golden Eagles on Tuesday, 7 o'clock at Borough High School. Um, All the quarterfinal games in Girls 2A will be on Saturday, October 28th. Finally, Girls Class A, um, the top seed, the Riverview Raiders. Bob's tax money going to good news. (laughs) Riverview is the number one seed. We'll be taking on 16th seed, the Crusaders from Aquinas Academy. That matchup is on Tuesday, uh, October 24th at Shadyside Academy, and that is an 8 p.m. start. Eighth seed in the girls' Class A tournament is Chartier's Houston. Um, The Buccaneers will take on the ninth seed Warriors of Eden Christian Academy Tuesday, 7 o'clock at Chartier's Houston. Fourth seed, Winchester Thurston. They will face the 13th seed Seton LaSalle Rebels uh, at UPMC Graham Field in in Wilkinsburg. Historic Graham Field in Wilkinsburg. Tuesday, 7 o'clock start on October 24th. Fifth seed, Greensburg Central Catholic. The Centurions will face the number 12 seed, South Allegheny Gladiators. That matchup is Tuesday, 6 p.m. at Southmoreland High School, uh, South Allegheny and GCC. Bottom of the bracket, the number two seed, the Freedom Bulldogs. Defending champs. Will be home on Tuesday, the 24th at 6 p.m. against the 15th seed Tigers of the Ellis School, Ellis School and Freedom on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Seventh seed Chargers of Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. They will face Waynesburg Central, the number 10 seed, uh, on Tuesday, 6 p.m. at Avonworth High School. The three seed is the Charleroi Cougars. They will host the Riverside Panthers, the number 14 seed on Tuesday, 7 o'clock at Charleroi High School. And the number six seed, the Springdale Dynamos. They will face the 11th seed, Sowickley Academy Panthers, Tuesday, the 24th, 6 p.m. at Freeport High School uh, for that matchup. The quarterfinals in Girls 2A slated for Saturday – uh, October 28th. We'll go over those brackets again, get Bobby O's two cents in a moment. Let's quickly run down the boys side of things. Uh, again, no first round matchup, go right to the quarterfinals in boys 4 a number one seed, the Seneca Valley Raiders. Uh, they will host the Norwin Knights. These matchups are all on Saturday, October 28th. So a week from this Saturday, Still, time to be determined for Norwin at Seneca Valley. The number four seed is the Upper St. Clair Panthers. They will host the number five seed, Fox Chapel Foxes, uh, at uh, USC on Saturday, the 28th. Time to be determined. Two seed, the North Allegheny Tigers. Uh, they will host the seventh seed, Cannon McMillan Big Macs, on Saturday, the 28th. And finally, the number three seed, the Butler Golden Tornado, will host the six seed Peters Township Indians on Saturday, the 28th. Again, time to be determined in all those matchups. Looking ahead for those winners, Tuesday, uh, the 31st, Halloween night, for the semifinals in Boys 4A. All right, Boys Class 3A, the number one seed is the Plum Mustangs. Plum gets a two seed for the girls, a one seed for the boys. Plum on Saturday, that's this Saturday, October 21st, 1 o'clock, will host the 16th seed Chartiers Valley Colts. Bob mentioned Shar Valley, last to the dance. Uh, Hopefully not first out. uh, Char Valley at Plum, Saturday, 1 o'clock at Plum High School. Eighth seed, the South Fayette Lions. They will host... The ninth seed, Latrobe Wildcats, on Saturday, also 1 o'clock start at South Fayette. Fourth seed, Bethel Park Blackhawks. They will host the 13th seed, Little Indians of Indiana. Matchup is Saturday, 3 o'clock start at Bethel Park High School. Fifth seed is the Montour Spartans. They will take on the 12th seed, Gateway Gators, Saturday, A three o'clock start at Montour High School. Bottom of the bracket, number two seed, the Hampton Talbots. They will host the Trinity Hillers, the 15th seed, Saturday, one o'clock at Hampton. Seventh seed, Thomas Jefferson Jaguars. Tenth seed, the North Catholic Trojans. Trojans and Jaguars at Thomas Jefferson High School, Saturday, the 21st at 1 p.m. Number three seed is the Moon Tigers. They will host the Ringgold Rams, the 14th seed, Saturday, 3 p.m. at Moon High School. And finally, the 6th seed, Mars Fighting Planets. They will host the 11th seed, Franklin Regional Panthers, Saturday, 1 o'clock at Mars High School. The winners advance to the quarterfinals in Boys 3A. Those are slated for Wednesday, October 25th at Neutral Sites. Boys, Class 2A. Uh, The number one seed is the South Park Eagles. Uh, On Monday, October 23rd, 7 p.m., they will host the 16th seed Yacht Cougars, uh, again at South Park High School. The 8th seed, Keystone Oaks Golden Eagles. The ninth seed, the Mount Pleasant Vikings. They will meet at Dormont Stadium on Monday, October 23rd at 7 p.m. Fourth seed is the Avonworth Antelopes. Uh, they will take on the 13th seed, McGuffey Highlanders, uh, Monday, 7 p.m. Uh, at Avonworth High School. Fifth seed, Belvern and Leopards will host the 12th seed, East Allegheny Wildcats, EABVA, on the beach at Belvern and High School, Monday at 7 p.m. Two seed is the Quaker Valley Quakers. Uh, They will host the 15th seed, Jeanette Jayhawks, on Monday, 7 o'clock, at Quaker Valley High School. Seventh seed is the Knock Knights. The 10th seed, the Elizabeth Forward Warriors. They meet in Saxonburg at Knock High School on Monday at 7 p.m. Three seed, the Deer Lakes Lancers. 14th seed, the Hopewell Vikings, uh, Monday, 7 p.m. at Deer Lakes High School. And the uh, sixth seed is the Shady Side Academy Bulldogs. They will host the 11th seed Beaver Bobcats on Monday at SSA at 7 p.m. The winners to the quarterfinals on Thursday, October 26th. One more to go. Boys Class A. The number one seed is the Charleroi Cougars. Uh, on Saturday, October 21st, 1 p.m., they will host Beaver County Christian. The Eagles are the number 16th seed. Uh, again, that game at Charleroi High School this Saturday, October 21st at 1 p.m. Eighth seed, the Winchester Thurston Bears, the defending two-time defending champs. They will host the Warriors of Eden Christian Academy. They're the ninth seed. Saturday, 1 o'clock at Moon High School for that matchup between the Warriors and the Bears. Fourth seed, the Seton LaSalle Rebels. Thirteenth seed, the Beth Center Bulldogs. Saturday, 3 o'clock, at Thomas Jefferson High School for Beth Center and Seton LaSalle. Fifth seed, Springdale. Twelfth seed, Carlington. The Cougars and the Dynamos at Plum High School, Saturday, October 21st, at 3 p.m. Bottom of the bracket, two-seed, Suwickley Academy Panthers. They will take on the 15th-seed Bishop Canavan Crusaders on Saturday, 1 o'clock at Montour High School. Seventh-seed, the Bentworth Bearcats will take on the 10th-seed Chargers of Our Lady of the Sacred Heart at South Fayette High School on Saturday at 3 p.m. The number three-seed is the Burl Buccaneers. They will face the Greensburg Central Catholic Centurions the 14th seed on Saturday, one o'clock at Borough high school. And finally the sixth seed Sarah Catholic Eagles, the 11th seed Falcons of Trinity Christian Academy, Saturday, one o'clock. Those two teams will meet at Bethel park high school. So there you have it. Uh, all the brackets, um, that I'm sure are floating around online or on various websites. Now, um, we have, uh, we'll go I'll bring him. Bobby O has been sitting back, get a chance to absorb everything. I don't know, Bobby, you want to go class by class or just girls, boys? Um, I'll let you make that call.
1: Let's go gender four through one or one through four. You make that call and then we'll flip over.
0: All right. Um, we'll go girls um in uh in class 4a um anything jump out to you in that so moment?
1: just so the folks know i'm also uh reading these so if i'm not looking directly into the camera marcy blout dr marcy blout the great communications professor retired at cal I i didn't forget my lessons so um yeah I, I i like this and here's uh one of the notes that i'd written down i had a chance to see Fox Chapel girls are number six. That against Peters Township. Peters Township, the runners up. They lost last year against North Allegheny in penalty kicks at Highmore Stadium. Fox Chapel gave North Allegheny uh, everything they can handle in two matches. They tied Seneca Valley and gave the Raiders everything they can handle. So they played two of those top two teams. So I really like that matchup. Uh, uh, we were thinking maybe that you could get Seneca Valley and NA on opposite sides of the bracket. So uh, not surprised. No disrespect to Mount Lebanon or Kenny McMillan if those two teams, NA and Seneca, don't match up in the quarterfinals. Uh, for North Allegheny, trying to win the four championships in five seasons, and they're 17 and 0, so they're undefeated. Uh, and Seneca Valley's only loss, uh, only losses, came to North Allegheny. Upper Saint Clair—they've had a great season for Zach Hamilton. Don—they uh, had until their season finale against Norwin given up only one goal, which came in a loss to Peter's Township. They avenged that uh, to win uh, the section championship. So that's a good program as well. Kenny McMillan is back in, so they they didn't qualify. And Mount Lebanon was in kind of the same situation uh, with Charvelli, only uh, Charvelli boys, only a day earlier. Mount Lebanon beat Bethel Park, uh, and so uh, they uh, became the, the the final qualifier uh, as far as that goes, with a, a victory, so they're kind of in in playoff mood uh, for head coach Seth, Seth Young. But I like the matchups. I like three six, um, and I really do like if it holds chalk, even if Fox Chapel upsets Peters. Uh, the the semifinal matchups are great. So uh, you kind of kind of get that because we condense things because with the 18s, both boys and girls 4A you kind of condense that. So uh, I like it. I do hey,
0: like you jumping right into the quarterfinals in in both four uh, A girls and four A boys. Let's go to girls three A. So we talked about you know Moon TJ or uh, Moon. Yeah, no, it was um, moon, moon Mars. Ma, no, it was uh, hold on Plum. Let me find myself here. Moon Montour South Fayette that right, great okay. race in in section four. My apologies. Um, So Moon gets a three seed, uh, South Fayette gets a five seed, and Montour all the way to a seven seed. Now, before the Spartans, Spartans nation goes nuts. I I think part of the thinking there is to put one of those teams in 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 different quadrants. So you have Montour uh, in the uh, two column or the two um, uh, seed with Plum, uh, South Fayette in the four seed with Thomas Jefferson and Moon in the three seed, along with number six, Latrobe. Um, So, you know, Mars undefeated, hard to argue that as a one seed. Uh, Plum, the number two seed. Sound right to you?
1: I think so. Uh, Mars could have put their hat in there. They could have gone Moon two, Plum three, and
0: then put Montour in six, keeping them with Plum, but.
1: And there's another factor. I, I think the plays end on it's past history. So Mars has a past history. Plum has a certainly a past history under Jamie Stort being a, a runner up. Uh, Moon certainly has a past history with back-to-back championships and back-to-back state championships as well. So uh, that factors in. So I, I think your reasoning as far as that goes is right on. Um, so Mars has had a great year. Uh, they're the ones see deservedly. Uh, Bob checks his notes. 73 goals for, one against for Mars. I think that's pretty good, right? Uh, Moon, right. they're very stingy again. Uh, Plumas just had a great year. Uh, 15-0-1, that's high coming against Montour. Uh, so Gianna Ravetta helps lead the way senior Ava Waleski, who's headed to Robert Morris. So uh, I do like that. And, again, you're splitting hairs at 2-3, and three, if you will, uh, TJ and Sean Richter, they deserve it. They've got back to back section titles. Uh, uh, Natalie Lemenza has led the way for Montour at 15, or TJ at 15 and 1, excuse me. Uh, she's the leading scorer there for the, the second straight year. So, some teams also, I think, to be on the lookout for. Latrobe, the number six seed uh, under head coach Jamie Campbell. They've got the Riley uh, sisters, the twins. Robin is headed to WVU. Uh, Reagan is headed to Bowling Green. Uh, they've also uh, had a player who, Ella Buleva, who was headed to Maryland, who was out with a torn ACL. So uh, uh, that's a factor for the Wildcats. And also Maddie Petruzzi, who was a YSU recruit. Um, for Alex Hobbs and Montour, um, you want to be on lookout for Riley Hall and Mia and Marlo uh, Chinovich, who are – a couple of their top players. And then for Nick Rosner and South, they had Abby Spala and Emily uh, Sinton. So uh, and those are just a couple teams that look out matchup-wise. Um, you, you can't overlook what may happen, at least the quarterfinals or the semifinals, but uh, Hampton's not a bad team. They lost them on tour last year in the first round. Uh, this is the eighth straight year that they've qualified for the playoffs uh, so you look out uh, for that match, uh, and then seven ten is usually a good matchup. So you got Montour as a co-champion uh, taking on Franklin Regional, who's a perennial uh, uh, playoff team. Uh, Scott Arnold's team; they like to play defense. They certainly do, uh, and that features uh, goaltender Aris L- Lamanna, who is a Coastal Carolina recruit for Franklin Regional.
0: All right, the two-way girls. Uh, the teams. Uh, the 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 the. Co-section champions in section one, Avonworth and North Catholic combined 27, 3 and 2 this year overall. Um, they are the one and two seeds. Avonworth one, North Catholic two. You were singing cool. the praises of Mount Lebanon earlier. They're three. They they've only oh, given us three goals all year or all year. Yeah. Uh, that's Park why four, South Park five.
1: That's why I thought they could have put their hat in the mix for one of the top seeds, if not the top seeds. 126 and three. Mount Pleasant is that total. So uh you are looking at, if it plays chalk, either Mount Pleasant or North Catholic, a good team not getting to the championship. So, right. uh, And that sometimes is the way it plays out. So let's look at – we talked about a little bit of those teams earlier. I'll get back to them. But let's look at Freeport under Joe Treglia, their 11th straight appearance. They only have one loss and one tie – uh, and they're led uh, by Cameron Woods, who is a freshman. So for Avonworth, uh J.C. Mahan's done a great job. His daughter, Fiona, is their top player. She's an Alabama recruit. And for uh, North Catholic, uh, D.J. Sharpless, he's got another daughter doing good things out there, Simone. Uh, they've got a pretty good goaltender as well. Uh, also, we talk about her on the football side, Riley Coomer. Um, uh, she's all WPL, uh, homecoming queen as well. So Good job, Riley. As far as that goes, so uh, those are your top four seeds. Uh, South Park, I, I think, is a pretty good number five seed. TJ O'Brien in his fourth year. Lisha Riberich. Uh, I mentioned they've got twenty-seven straight section titles, so they've been there. Uh, from Mount Pleasant and Rich Garland, Riley Gasinski, fantastic uh, as a senior midfielder. Maggie Piper, Ryland Bugosh. These are some of the names we talked about as well. Sister Riley, sister Morgan, uh, as well. As far as that goes for Mount Pleasant, last year's runner up. So there's some pretty good teams as far as we're looking at some of the top seeds. And then you, you slide down to Allie Simon leading uh, Keystone Oaks as the number 11 seed. Uh, McCrina Robb as, on the 12th seed uh, for Knock. So those are teams you certainly shouldn't overlook. And you shouldn't overlook Shady Side, Sarah Kushner, Caroline Liptak. Uh, always good in a 7-10 matchup, I think. Usually is an entertaining matchup. And Deer Lakes, Frank Sassetta, uh, they didn't qualify last year, but they're usually in the mix. They've got Brianna Simonetti and Claire Kakorak, uh, a pair of sophomores who lead the way. So just some of the players to look out for. And then uh, just a shout-out to Yach uh, at the 16th seed. They were in the championship a few years ago. Chris Mike Vacek took that program over. Uh, and he's in his first year. Uh, and I think here's a factor for Yach. Uh Kendalyn Umbral, who's a YSU recruit, opted out, chose not to play high school uh, soccer for the Cougars. So uh, you might not be looking at his 16 if uh, she was in there for Yacht. So uh, that's thoughts on 2A girls.
0: Class A girls. Uh, Riverview gets the, the number one seed, defending champion Freedom 2 a very good Charleroi team. McKenna DeHunger could be uh, athlete of the year. She's so talented, not only in soccer, but also basketball and softball. Yeah. Um, You you mentioned the situation for the possible semifinals um, in 2A um, with North Catholic Mount Pleasant. Same situation here with Freedom and Charleroi on the same side of the bracket. Uh, Riverview number one. Thoughts? And by the way, Let me um, ask our producer, Chris, take me out as Bobby explains. i got to go get my charger.
1: So, um, number one, let's talk about number one. First ever section title for the Riverview Raiders. Quite certain has a lot less to do with my tax dollars and much everything to do with Lola Abraham, who is their leading goal scorer in the history at uh, Riverview. She's a pit recruit. Uh, She's close, if not over. 150 goals, uh, and uh, she is the leading goal scorer as far as the WPL. But, yeah, Freedom, WPL champs. Um, PIWA runners-up under Colin Williams. Uh, Shea Bailey, another fantastic multi-sport athlete, leads the way. Morgan Keller uh, as well for Freedom. And then Charlotte, not only McKenna De Unger, who has 97 career goals, but Bella Corrado, Corrado who has over 100 career goals for Tom Cameron. Their second straight appearance, they lost in the first round last year to Mohawk, uh, who didn't qualify for the playoffs. And then uh, for Winchester Thurston, back-to-back session titles with uh, senior Meredith Snyder leading the way. Uh, A lot of other talent spread out amongst the other seeds as well. Number six, Springdale is a very talented program. Uh, They were runners-up to Freedom last year. Mark Bentley is the head coach there in his fifth year. Brianna Ross and her sister, uh, two of the players we talk about, For them, Greensburg Central Catholic is always, always, always in the mix when we usually talk about uh, uh, girls' soccer, boys' soccer as well. They're the 5C. Derek Cuthbert took over that program. Riley Kerr, fantastic. uh, Junior forward, one of the top scorers, Deanna Patterson, as well, leading the way uh, for Greensburg Central Catholic. Uh, Already talked about Winchester Thurston. Uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart and Paige Petroville is not a team to overlook. They've had success. They've been in the championship game in recent years. Ulsh uh, has. Um, so just trying to find them out, the number seven seed. So a 7-10 for Ulsh And uh, Alexa Taylor is a fantastic player in Waynesburg. Uh, under Terry Clutter in his first year, Ella Miller, Lake Winovich, and Riley uh, Rostoka leading the way uh, for Waynesburg uh, as far as uh, – uh, the Raiders and uh, one other team to look out at look at here for me uh, is Seat LaSalle. They've won or they've been in, excuse me, seven of the athlete seven of the last eight years. Katie Kozel and Angelina McGrath leaving the way for Seton LaSalle. So uh, I think it's good. I think this this is a, one of the team one of the brackets, and it's hard not to overlook 4A just because of the 18s. But this one uh, sticks out 1A, and 2A specifically as far as the girls go. So uh, those two brackets and uh, tournaments stick out as far as that goes for me.
0: All right, fully charged. Um, let's switch to the boys now. Uh, again, the right into the quarterfinals in boys class four A. Something we touched on earlier in the show, Bob, is the that great race uh, between the the two the top four, the four representatives from section one, and they get rewarded with four of the five top seeds. Uh, Only Upper St. Clair at number four uh, throws that that askew.
1: Yeah, the section champs. I believe the first time since 2018 that Upper St. Clair has won a section championship. You may ask why. So here's your recent history, Don. When we, we, as if I had anything to do with it, when the PIAA went to six classifications that bumped up soccer to four classifications back in 2016. So Let's look at the strength of Section 1 the teams in the North. 16 and 17 17 back-to-back championships for North Allegheny. Seneca Valley in 18, 20, and 21. Pine Richland last year, the only outlier, 2019 for Cannon-McMillan. Let's look at recent history last year. Upper St. Clair lost to Seneca Valley. Norman lost to Pine Richland. Peters lost to Butler. Cannon-McMillan lost to Fox Chapel. So Section 1 has kind of been dominant as far as that goes. Uh, North Allegheny, the two, uh, they, again, just missed out on the playoffs last year. George Williams, by the way, I think was just named uh, PIAA Coach of the Year, so congratulations to yep. uh, Coach Williams and Seneca Valley. Uh, they're just a fantastic program. Uh, they rebounded. They lost to Pine Ridgeland. They rebounded and won the state championship. They're still deep, even though they had some some graduation. Uh, Tyler Prex is back. Cole uh, Kamaric. Another good player. And Gus Witcherly uh, took over in goal. Butler has a good keeper as well. And senior uh, Drew Knight and Eric Ingram, fantastic uh, coach, great guy as well, uh, leads the way. Pablo Linswine had a hat trick, uh, I think, or no, it was his sister actually at a hat trick. They've got a solid back line as well. Fox Chapel uh, and Connor Scanlon leads the way back there. But for St. Clair, how can you not talk about Uwe Schneider? 22 years, 300 wins this year. Joe Donnelly is the leading goal scorer for the Panthers, who ended up at 14, 1, and 3. Uh, Daniel Maddock uh, is the leading goal scorer for uh, Norwin. They also feature Owen Christopher for Scott Shuckert's team. Uh, Jevin Kelly leads the way for Bob Dyer for Peters Township, the Indians number 16. And then Tom Sochacki, who has been around a while coaching, Ryan Gallisick and Cannon McMillan there. They lost to Fox Chapel last year uh, Canada McCone was a five seed last year. This year, they get the seven seed
0: to boys three, a four strong section champions, um, past champions, Mars. Did
1: you, did you flex when you said strong?
0: Uh, it's,
1: uh,
0: I'm already tired from running upstairs. I can't, <laughs> can't do much more <laughs> Mars in section one. Um, uh, Hampton, uh, or excuse me, Hampton and uh, Mars uh, from Section 1, uh, Moon Section 2, Bethel Park Section 3, and Plum uh, Section 4. Um, Hampton gets the two seed, Moon, the defending champs, get the three seed, Bethel four, and then uh, Montour five, and Mars six. Plum the number one seed. A surprise? Uh
1: Ah. I am surprised. I'm not surprised. They're top seed, one of the top seeds, because uh, Raph Kolonkowski, by the way. Yaksha oh, Mas, a great year, yeah. Mas, coach uh Coach uh a fellow uh, Polish guy like me, uh, they've done a good job because they had a great player uh, who's not there. The junior Aldi Flowers actually moved to Cincinnati to play for FC Cincinnati. But they've got 17 straight wins, so that plays into the mix. Their only loss came in their season opener against 4A Upper St. Clair. Uh, they've got Tristan Ralph and uh, Brady French, one of their captains. So maybe I'm a little less surprised that they're number one seed. It's hard because uh, you've got, as you mentioned it, three or four great uh, teams here. Hampton, uh, they were champs back in 2021. They've got Luke Fiskus leading the way. Xavier Ware as well, 13, 2-1 and one for the uh, Fighting Talbots. Uh, and Mars right up there. Mars 17 straight appearances under head coach Chris Knopf. And Bethel Park for Doug Fink. Uh, they've got Henry Gaston and Luke uh, Rubicon in goal uh, leading the way. Uh, so, some pretty good teams there, Moon, as you mentioned. Uh, defending champs, Earl Panabaker uh, left. So, Tyler Blake came in and took over. Mike uh, Well Mchalk and Davi Jansen, uh, as well as some others, uh, leading the way for Moon. As far as that goes, some of the other teams uh, to look out for Lucas Peterson in his second year for Franklin, the number 11 seed. They've got Danny uh, Cristofano and Joey Bain, who's the place kicker on the football team. So that's a pretty good matchup in my estimation. Mars and Franklin regional uh, in the first round. Uh, Number 10, North Catholic. Uh, uh, They were moved up from 2A or moved down up from 2A a couple of years ago. So they were runners-up two years ago as well. So they've kind of kept uh, that program uh, on the uh, keeping going as far as that goes. Uh, Gateway is a team at this 12 seed, and Mike Ruse in his first year, Nick Lococo is the junior captain. This is a program that, until recent years, didn't have a lot of success, but now they're in the playoffs uh, for the fourth straight season. And Latrobe in the 8-9. So let's look at 8, Latrobe 9, Latrobe 8, South Fayette. Uh, Jake Rice, uh, twelve wins for Latrobe La is uh, a conference or program record, uh, I believe. Roman Agostoni Stony, and his uh, Warren, his brother, leads the way as far as that. I believe the first appearance for Latrobe since 2020 as well. And the other team, Rob Eldridge, uh, name well known. He's been had great success leading Softyette. Michael Plasco leads the way. They were champions, looking for their first champions, by the way, Softyette since 2015. And just let's just throw the knot out to Char Valley. Not only did they win, the win in your in game, they did it in big fashion, defeating West Allegheny three to two. Central Valley also won, but Char Valley needed that win. John Krug had a hat trick yep. for Char Valley to get in. So that's a way to finish in a flourish. But for your reward, is you get the number one seed in the tournament. The
0: uh, boys. Two A tournament. South Park is one. Still looking for their first uh, district championship this uh, this decade. Uh, Quaker Valley two, uh, Deer Lakes three, Avonworth four, and then finally Bell vernon another section champion at five. So it's interesting they have Avonworth and Quaker Valley co-champions on different sides of the bracket. That's not always the case. Sometimes they'll have them two, three and say, hey, settle it in the semis. Then the winner uh, of the third matchup gets to go to the championship here. If the Antelopes and Quakers take care of business, the third matchup will be at Highmark.
1: So, yeah, and sometimes again, it's not always the case. So let's stay on that uh, before I get back to South Park. So J.J. Bessio, a couple of years ago, a state champions with the Quaker Valley, uh, Jack Kurowski, Colin Benj. Nick Allen, one of the leaders on that team, is back. Uh, so you, you get them on the same side of the bracket. Uh, generally, I think you'd want to maybe see them if you're section foes or frenemies, I guess, you, if you may want to call them, uh, uh, on opposite sides of the bracket so you can meet in the championship game, which is the case here with Avonworth on as being the number four under Tom Angel, longtime head coach Tom Angel. Uh, last year uh, – if they meet again in the playoffs, it would be in the championship. Last year, Quaker Valley and Avonworth met uh, earlier. Avonworth was a 10 seed last year, and, and they lost to Quaker Valley. But South Park, John Cantwell's done a great job, a longtime head coach. South Park, 17 0, so they will not, even though they're looking for their first district championship, they can do that by not getting a loss. They've got 54 wins in the last three seasons, and they only allowed uh, 16 goals. Uh, as far as that goes. So uh, they've had a great season. Uh, Deer Lakes is a team who had some recent uh, success, including last year under Aaron Smith as a defending champion. It was interesting. Colin Rogers is one of their upperclassmen, but they've had a couple freshmen who uh, led the way. Peyton Cushon was one of those, and his brother Joey on the team. Zane Spence uh, also involved uh, uh, 14-2 for Deer Lakes. I believe it was one of the freshmen who scored the game-winning goal in the 1-0 win over Beaver. They were runners-up in 19 and Deer Lakes champions in 2020 and, of course, last year. Side Academy, another team. Uh, Amir Awas is a fantastic player for them. Uh, They're usually in the mix. They've been in the championship game uh, in recent uh, history. Mentioned Beaver, the runners-up. Last year, they come in as the number 11 seed under Scott Hazuda, Kyle Carlson, uh, is one of the team, uh, one of the players who came back for the Bobcats. And don't overlook uh, Alan Ishenko's Bell Vernon team at 14-2, Trevor Kovach, the number two goal scorer in the WPL. Uh, Alan's son, Brandon, as well on the team. So Trevor Kovach, the junior, uh, 47 goals I think he has to be the number two uh, team last year. They were upset, though, last year by West Mifflin. So you want to try to do – a little bit uh, more than that this year, if you're Bell Vernon. And uh, Mount Pleasant, and I always like to look at the 8-9 matchup, Keystone Oaks and Mount Pleasant. Uh, Mount Pleasant uh, comes in under Floyd Snyder, with Luke Rivardo and Aiden Johnson. And for Keystone Oaks, under John McCarthy, Jake Loper, seventh straight appearance for Keystone Oaks in the WPIO playoffs.
0: Finally, boys – Class A, the two teams that won their sections outright get the one and two seats. Charleroi is the number one to seed. Sawickley so Academy is two. And the committee does exactly what they did with Avonworth and Quaker Valley in 2A. They keep the section coach champs on opposite sides. So you have Burl three, Springdale five, and then Seton LaSalle four, Sarah Catholic six, which Right away makes you think we could have two section champs battling each other in the quarterfinals. But I think it's a
1: fair way to split that up with the, the co-champs and then the two outright champs uh, getting the top two seeds. So let's talk about Charlotte and John DeCulley's team, runners up last year to Winchester Thurston, the two-time defending champions. Winchester Thurston who comes in as an eight, so you could have a rematch right away of last year's championship game in the quarterfinals. But for Charleroi, Landon Barkus, uh Brian, Bryce Large, excuse me, 16-0, they've got Arlo McIntyre, too, one of the top goal scorers in the WPAL. His brother is now playing at the, the University of Pittsburgh. So they're the one. Uh, Swickley jumps up. Their team that uh, uh, last year was a number three seed. Uh, Joel Stort comes in in his first year. Chase D'Antonio, Jackson Quigley uh, leading the way. Cooper Wentz, the goalkeeper for Swickley Academy. Uh, as far as that goes. But Burrow under Andrew Cariotis, another good season with Jason Ireland and goaltender Ryan Croucher. Last year, Burrow was a seventh seed. Uh, they lost to Sarah Catholic. So you could see a rematch of that in the corner finals as well. Chad Bruns, uh, the head coach, and AJ law uh, for Sarah Catholic, who had a victory over Burrow last year. So you could get a rematch uh, again, as I mentioned, as far as that goes. Uh, Springdale. Usually a pretty good program, Paul Palo, uh, the head coach. And I've got Billy Lawrence, who is in his fourth year. It seems like he's been there eight years because he's been so good for Springdale. He had four goals uh, in their uh, in their season finale. And Pat and Alex Wiley, a couple of players also to look out for for Springdale. The four-seed, Seton LaSalle, Nicky Balzer is a former uh, player at Seton LaSalle. Uh, they've had seven titles, but none of those have been recent uh, for Seton LaSalle. Titles or semifinal appearances – in 2016-2018, quarterfinal appearances in 19-20. and They've got Jack Billick, who is the third leading goal scorer as far as boys go in the WPIL. And the opponent for Winchester Thurston, uh, their perennial playoff team, the Warriors from Eden Christian Academy, John Barr, uh, they lost in the semifinals not only last year, but two straight semifinal losses as well. Uh, they're a playoff qualifier, PIAA qualifier as well, uh, with Ben Rice. So that's a team to look out for. And the team lower down the list uh, w- uh, with Jackson Vacanti and Grant Brewer is uh, Greensburg Central Catholic. Uh, Ryan Canner is in his first year leading Greensburg Central Catholic. Uh, GCC was uh, number one seed, I believe. Of my note, can't read my scribble. I think they lost to Charler in the quarterfinals last year. So that's always a team to Look out for as far as that goes. So that's my thoughts and my take on boys 1A.
0: He's the expert for a reason. Bob Ork was I wouldn't know about that,
1: but hopefully some of that's worthwhile.
0: Uh, Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Certainly the play, once we get started, will be worthwhile.
0: And for those who complain that the defending champ gets too much love, not the case here in these soccer playoffs. Seven defending champs are back. Uh, only two are number one seeds North Allegheny girls in 4A, Avonworth girls in 2A, Moon girls in 3A are a three seed, Freedom girls in class A are a two seed, um, Moon boys in, in 3A are a three seed, Deer Lakes boys in 2A are a three seed, and Winchester Thurston boys in eighth seed. Coming you know in, that in spells,
1: Don, you know what that miles. spells? What? That spells motivation. M O T I vation. Yeah. for those teams, right?
0: Always playing the disrespect card.
1: You gotta, you gotta find motivation in some way, shape, or form. That plays into
0: it. Gold is motivating, my friend.
1: You got that Just right. The as fact
0: well. you have a chance that a lot of teams don't have over the next two weeks, playing for gold. Um, big thanks to Bob Workus. Big thanks to Chris Lackner, our producer as well. And again, we. Um, Wish uh, the folks at NFHS all the best in their coverage of the upcoming 2023 uh, WPIAL soccer playoffs. Check out our website every day for the latest. TribHSSN.triblive.com will keep you up to date as well, all the way to Highmark Stadium uh, and the WPIL championships on the second, third, and fourth days of November. For the team, I'm Don Rebel. Thank you for joining us. WPIL Soccer Playoff Pairing Show here on the Triple Hive High School Sports Network.